6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Interesting people, relatable stories. You're listening to 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. This song always gets me moving, and I need it today because I'm a little tired. Uh, don't know why, just kind of the end of the week. Didn't sleep well last night. The puppy, um, you know, I've told you about the puppy. We've got this new puppy. Uh, she had a rough night. After sleeping through every day, every night this week for the first time since we brought her home. But uh, last night, something got in her belly, so she was up. So we were up quite a bit uh, last night, so I'm tired. Curious, what do you do to pump yourself up when you're tired? Is it coffee? Is it a Red Bull? Is it a walk outside in the fresh fresh air? Uh, maybe it is a great music jam? Let me know because I could use it today. 780-496-0063, or maybe that's it. If there is a tune that you think could fire everybody up on this Friday afternoon as we head into the weekend, what is it and why? All right. Uh, It was two years ago today that the World Health Organization declared a global COVID-19 pandemic. Remember that? Canada's Deputy Chief Public Health Officer, Dr. Howard New, says the next big challenge will be figuring out how to balance a certain amount of risk with our desire to get back to normal. New says while there is a need to regain some normalcy, obviously, he reminds uh, all of us that the pandemic pandemic isn't over and people need to remain vigilant. That's where we have to be uh, very vigilant because um, what we don't know yet is what might happen with, you know, who knows, another variant, uh, as you say, uh, coming along that uh, is is obviously uh, worse than Omicron. A return to normal, or at least a new normal, is is happening right now across the country, right here at home, as restrictions are being lifted. But in a new op-ed for the Financial Post, our next guest asks, will our mental health return to normal? Akela Peoples is the Chief Executive Officer of Mental Health Research Canada. Akela, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jaylen. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you so much for shining a spotlight on the importance of mental health. Boy, oh boy, it's, 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 uh, oh, at times it seems like it's hard to believe it's been two years since the pandemic was declared, and other times it seems like it was just yesterday. Where's your head at two years in? My goodness. Well, uh, these are unprecedented times for us all. And um, I have to say that uh, Mental Health Research Canada thankfully started collecting uh, data on the mental health of Canadians just a few weeks into the pandemic. But honestly, we never thought that two years later uh, we would still be in this situation. So I think it's taken us all by surprise. When you um, when you wrote the article, you talked about being in uncharted territory. Uh, can you explain, you know, your thoughts on that and, and why it still remains very uncharted two years after the fact? Well, uh, these are unprecedented times. We have not been through lockdowns in a pandemic uh, in the modern era before. And, uh, you know, as we start to throw off our masks and reopen Mm -hmm. our office buildings, uh, it may appear as we're moving towards some kind of uh, new uh, normal. But uh, we cannot forget about the importance of mental health, which is something we can't always see. And the impacts of the challenges of mental health certainly uh, potentially could be felt for uh, 
even many years to come for many Canadians. So yeah. these are very challenging times. And I think that that's an important um, point uh, on all of this is that, yeah, you know, through all of this, and I'm seeing a lot of people right now, especially on social media, talking about, um, you know, some of the struggles that they're facing right now, you know, as we ease our way out of this, but with everything else that's going on in the world uh, as well. It's, it's a pretty heavy time. There's a lot going on and it's important to realize that while I think some of us can deal with our mental health issues on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, it's important to remember that there's some folks that, you know, some of these issues could come up months, even years down the road. Yes, absolutely. Uh, from a PTSD perspective, it can take a long time for uh, the realities of, uh, you know, the challenges of mental health to really uh, come to the surface. And you're absolutely right. You know, we have high inflation. Um, we have wars going on. We have record debt. We have increased political polarization. And these things can magnify uh, negative mental health. But, you know, I do want to uh, state that the good news is most of us are actually doing just fine uh, through our extensive uh, data collection all the way to the pandemic and we've engaged with more than 30,000 Canadians uh, the good news is that about two-thirds of us continue to score high on resiliency uh, and that is good news and the other thing it's important to point out is it's very normal uh, to feel anxious or to have worse mental health during a crisis I think that's important that we, we keep that in mind but it's the Canadians that are struggling that we really need to focus squarely on as we continue to evolve uh, towards some kind of recovery. Uh, we are seeing about a quarter of Canadians uh, that are struggling, uh, having reported uh, continued increase in anxiety and depression through this. And of those, uh, sorry, not of those, but about 20% um, of Canadians are accessing some mental health supports now, and that compares to about 13% pre-COVID. And also we have 13% of Canadians that think they should be accessing mm. mental health supports now, um, but are not, and that compares to 7% uh, pre-pandemic. So, uh, you know, it's the Canadians that are going to be struggling that we really need to focus our efforts on to make sure that they recover fully. Akila Peoples joining me this afternoon, and uh, I think this research is is fascinating, and, and it is good news that, you know, a majority of the population is, is, is you know, your research is showing that uh, a lot of folks are doing okay. There are some people struggling out there. Can you um, drill down a little bit on maybe who those people are or is, are, are there certain um, groups that may be feeling it more than others? Yes, that's a great question. Uh, well, we did drill down into that uh, a little further, and um, we have developed a composite index through our data collection, and that reveals about 9% of the adult population has a serious, ongoing, and immediate need for mental health support. And you're right, there's an over-representation of uh, some populations within that 9%, and uh, those areas, uh, those populations are women, mothers, younger Canadians, precariously uh, employed, LGBTQ2S+, and no surprise, healthcare workers. Mm. Uh, so we really need to focus on making sure that these groups in particular have the support that they need. Because, you know, it, it was uh, quite fascinating for me to uh, see from the economic perspective mm -hmm. uh, that 8% of Canadians who are in school or in the working population are losing days weekly 
weekly mm. due to mental health challenges. Uh, and uh, one in five who are in school or employed are reporting being substantially impaired at work. So there's an enormous economic issue here because, you know, healthy Canadians are productive Canadians. And, and we have to keep that in mind. We need to take this opportunity to ensure that we enhance our workplace wellness program. Yeah, and such an important point there when you take a look at the economic impacts of this. But here's the thing. You talk about making sure that the support is there. And, you know, one of the things that I hear over and over again is that, okay, you know what? There are barriers to getting help. There are cost barriers to getting help. There's, you know, uh, the, the wait time often to, to get in to see something. Someone. What needs to be done to change that? <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> Where do and, we start? Uh, of course, at Mental Health Research Canada, we are hoping that all governments are going to be investing in mental health because, you know, we don't have a national coordinated mental health system in Canada. Uh, we have 13 provincial and territorial systems. We have a, a federal government with limited jurisdiction. We have private insurance providers. We have community providers. Uh, we need better coordination uh, between uh, all of these various providers. Uh, I think we can do more uh, to have a coordinated effort so that we can share data between private insurance mm -hmm. providers and public insurance providers so that uh, patient information is available to better be able to service uh, Canadians that are in need of help. We like ideas like uh, tax incentives for employers to provide greater mental health support. Um, and, you know, I have to say that each and every one of us has a role and responsibility to make an effort to reduce stigma. We need to be more empathetic. We need to be more caring. Now more than ever before, I'm going to say most Canadians understand the true impact of what it's like to feel negative mental health. Where before the pandemic, many of us didn't, uh, but we have all felt challenges through this crisis. So I think there are things we can do at the, at the uh, government level. There are things we can do at the employer level. There are things we can do personal each and every day in our lives to make uh, our circles, our families, our places, our workplaces mm -hmm. uh, more supportive uh, to help Canadians that are really going to need our help. Uh, in the months and years to come, I think for a, a lot of a lot of people, they, they think, okay, well, this is what you know the the government levels are doing. You know, it's up to the workplace to figure it out. You touched on the importance of each and every one of us on a personal level to uh, continue to help reduce stigma and, uh, and 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 make sure that we we can talk about this and not be judged. What are, what suggestions do you have on a personal level that that people can do? to help move this forward? Thank you. That's a, that's a great question. Well, I think we, first of all, have to come with an open mind. Uh, empathy is what I mentioned as well. Uh, we need to listen and we need to watch. Uh, be aware of the people around you in your circles and workplaces. Uh, extend a hand, extend an ear, uh, offer um, an opportunity for individuals to access free resources that they may not know about. Mm -hmm. um, our federal government created a program called Wellness Together Canada, which is an online portal that any Canadian can go on to. Um, there's Kids Help Phone. Um, there are many different services that are evidence-based. And coming from Mental Health Research Canada, I do want to underscore how 
how important it is that any uh, services uh, that we refer or provide are evidence-based because there are more than 10,000 apps out there and very few of them are evidence-based. So I think we need to um, just be aware of the people in our lives uh, and we need to uh, be more caring and empathetic uh, because we've all been through a very, very challenging time. And most of us will bounce back, but some of us are going to need a lot more help and support. It's going to be fascinating to see what your research shows five years, ten years down the road, Akila. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. It is. It really is. But, you know, if there's one good thing to come of this crisis uh, from our organization's perspective is that everybody now knows the importance of good mental health because mental health is just as much a part of our overall health as physical health is. But we never stood at the water cooler before and talked about, you know, fine-tuning our mental health. But we talked about we got to run to the gym at lunchtime. So I hope that now that we uh, are all accepting of the fact that as human beings, our mental health is just as important as our physical health. We'll leave it there this afternoon. Thanks for making time for me. Thank you so much, Jaylen. It's a pleasure and uh, really appreciate the opportunity to shine a spotlight on this.